This is Spotlight, WMFE's arts, culture, and entertainment segment. The Spotlight is on now. I'm Dahlia Blake, filling in for Nicole Darden Creston. If you're looking to travel back in time to 16th century England, then you're in luck. The Brevard Renaissance Fair is back for the ninth year, bringing guests a mix of history and fantasy. I sat down with entertainment director Andrew Mead to find out what you can expect from the fair, which runs through February 4th. So, Andrew, I'm not going to lie to you. I've never been to a Renaissance fair before. So for someone like myself who's never been, what can they expect when they come to Wickham Park in Melbourne? So the first thing you're going to see is a big castle gate that you're going to walk through and you're going to be transported back into 16th century England or our best approximation of it in central Florida. Uh, There's going to be tents, vendors hawking their wares, craftsmen, blacksmiths, glassblowers actually practicing their craft right in front of you. You're going to see jugglers, musicians, jesters, all sorts of different entertainers who've been working their entire lives on their skills. You're going to see costume characters. You're going to meet the Queen of England. You're going to meet Queen Elizabeth. The first one, not the second one. It'd be a little weird to meet the second one right now, but... <laughs> uh, of course, we also have a lot of food uh, and uh, and drink. We've got you know four or five different bars. We have an adult-only pub in the back. We have turkey legs. We have scotch eggs. We have uh, shepherd's pie, all those kind of classic fish and chips, those sort of things you would associate with, uh, you know, Renaissance England. So yeah, we're, yeah. and also gyros for some reason, but they're really good. So I'm not going to question it. <laughs> don't, don't question it if yeah. it tastes good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it almost kind of sounds like an immersive experience before we had VR in a sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is a fully theatrical experience. Some people say, oh, is it like a county fair? Is it like a, is it like a carnival? Is it no, it's it's like it's like none of that. It, it's 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 wholly its own thing. Ultimately, when people walk through the gates, we want them to kind of leave the current world behind, you know, put your phones down, come out, enjoy the sunshine with us, and uh, you know, learn a little bit and you know, kind of get lost in the fantasy. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about the history of the Brevard Renaissance Fair, particularly? I know this you're going into your ninth year this year, correct? Yeah, this is our ninth year. So the Brevard Renaissance Fair actually started uh, about 10 or 11 years ago. We, Our owner was trying to fundraise to save Dragon Point out in that area. So he opened up what he called the Festival of the Dragon. He had never really been done a lot of Renaissance Fairs before, so he recruited a lot of local people to to help him out. And they did for a couple years, they did this kind of smaller festival called the Festival of the Dragon to help save Dragon Point. It was unsuccessful in its goal, ultimately. But from that was born the Brevard Renaissance Fair. So our first year, we were still building the front gate when people were showing up on Saturday morning. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, it was pretty wild. So, you know, since then, we've grown considerably. We've expanded. We had only used half of the area of the park that we had rented initially. Now we're using, you know, probably 90% of it. We have these nighttime concerts as well. The cool thing about Wickham Park is that there is a huge concrete amphitheater in it. And in that amphitheater, we're able to host like pretty major concerts. So on Saturday nights now, we host a concert every night that isn't necessarily Renaissance themed, but Renaissance adjacent. Mm. Uh, so when you buy your ticket to get in, we're open from 10 to 10. So, you know, we kind of have our final show of the day. It, it ends at seven. 
And then, you know, you kind of hang out for about half hour at the bar. We have another band that plays at the bar. And then you come back to the amphitheater and you get to enjoy a big headliner show. So we have acts like Gaelic Storm, The Screaming Orphans, Cassie and Maggie. We just had an act called Sire. So a lot of uh, really popular Celtic music groups or Cape Breton music groups that come down and play. Uh, you know, then they kind of more like more like rock bands. So not really Renaissance appropriate, but as I said, Renaissance adjacent. This weekend is our fantasy weekend, so we're having a band called Sanctus in. They have a four-ton carillon bell, which I don't know if you've ever seen, but it's racks and racks and racks of carillon bells made in Flanders, and originally, and they're transported on a trailer, and the guy you know presses these levers and he plays the bells. So it's he has that. It's called Cast in Bronze. It's pretty cool. And then he has a, a gothic metal band backing him up. So <laughs> Well that sounds interesting. Yeah. So, you know, we like to we like to play with stuff a little bit, you know. Obviously they didn't have gothic metal in the Renaissance, but it is fantasy weekend, you know. <laughs> so because we get a lot of people that come out and they're looking for they're looking for a place to enjoy their own personal fantasies or they're looking for inclusive spaces as well. So, for instance, some fairs don't let people come in, you know, wearing fursuits because they, they're not Renaissance enough. We say, nah, if you want to wear a fursuit, come on in. If you want to wear, if you want to come in dressed up like Captain Picard, come on in. You know, it's, it's, it's cool. Like, obviously, you know, we very much enjoy it if you come in dressed as, uh, as a Renaissance character, but... If you want to enjoy a little bit of your cosplay or, or what have you, then, you know, come on and have a good time, you know? Mm -hmm. And it sounds like this has grown tremendously over the last nine years. As you said, you only used half the park. Now you're up to the full park. How many people, if you had to guesstimate, how many people attend average on the weekends? So last year we peaked at one of our days. Uh, we peaked at uh, 10,000 people. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is huge from the first year. We were getting, you know, 500, 1,500 people a day. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's it's a really big part of the community. I would say about 30% or 30 to 40% of the people that come come from Brevard County. And, you know, the other 60% come from surrounding counties like Orlando and, and other areas. And then we also have a, a decent amount of people that come from out of state. The fair is running all month and with each weekend having a different theme, you know, from fantasy to Viking to Celtic, you kind of mentioned that already. Mm -hmm. Which one are you most excited about? So the <laughs> so we came up with a new weekend theme this year. We've never done this before, so I'm excited for that. It's our beer fest weekend. So we have a company of German mercenaries. They were called Lanschkonecks uh, back in the day who are going to help us host this weekend. And we are going to do all these kind of fun beer-related things. We're going to have the tapping of the keg. We're going to sing uh, some traditional beer hall songs. We're going to have a contest for the patrons to join in on, the beer stein holding contest. We're going to have these big steins and fill them with beer. And you got to hold them out. And whoever can hold it out the longest wins. At the end of the day, we're going to have the Beer Olympics, where we're going to have all these drinking contests that your favorite entertainers are going, to, are going to engage in in front of you in the adult area. So that's going to be <laughs> paid drinking for, for that day. So I, I think it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, That sounds like a lot of fun. So Florida Today reported <clears throat> that Brevard County commissioners last month turned down grant requests for the Renaissance Fair. Is it possible that the fair could be leaving Brevard after this year? So we want to stay in Brevard. 
Brevard is our home. We are called the Brevard Renaissance Fair. The problem is there's not a lot of land options in Brevard. So a couple of things are going to have to happen for us to be able to stay. We're either going to have to convince the commissioners and the county to you know, let us stay in Wickham Park, or we're going to need some sort of help from the local government to kind of place us somewhere else within the area because you know, land is getting very expensive in Brevard County. You know, there's not a lot of usable land and, you know, the, the a lot of the stuff that is available is, you know, it's, it's wetlands. We, we can't, we don't have the infrastructure to kind of build on top of a swamp. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of people in the area that are championing us. And, you know, the tourism that we bring to the area is absolutely insane. Thousands of beds, you know, <laughs> that get sold in, in hotels and, you know, people going out to eat and buying gas and, and, and also, you know, not to mention what the actual Renaissance Fair pays to the county every year. In the nine years we've been open, we've paid just in rent about half a million dollars. Mm. That's the county gets that, right? People seem to get this misconception that we're just on the land. <laughs> we're paying a very fair price for it. And, you know, that doesn't count the camping fees that we pay for. The taxes, the you know, the water, the sewer, the the electric, all that other things we pay for, we're a huge part of the economy of, of, of the county. So we very much want to stay in Brevard County. We can't do it alone, though. We either have to get them to change their minds about letting us stay in Wickham Park, or perhaps maybe some land that's been earmarked for future use, 50, 60 years down the line. We could use that, you know. But if we can't find something, we are going to have to move out of the county. But that's not what we want to do. Mm-hmm. So only time will tell, I guess, with that one. You know, earlier we were talking about how this is kind of an immersive experience before we had VR, right? Yeah. Um, so we live in a time where technology is just ever so present. So what's the appeal here? You know, why why do people enjoy this fair? People like to go with their friends and their family. Uh, you know, it's an escapist sort of situation. Uh, you know, they had their problems in the Renaissance. It was a complicated time back then. But, you know, we like to kind of lean into the fantasy of it and kind of ignore the, you know, the <laughs> the dicier stuff. Uh, you know, look, I've been doing this since I was four. You know, I grew up doing this. So I think that everybody should go to Renaissance fairs. I think Renaissance fairs are great. Honestly, what you're doing when you go to a Renaissance fair, I don't think a lot of people realize this. They're stepping into an actual living, breathing community. Because this is, Renaissance fairs are an economy and a community all all in their own. We don't travel together like a circus. You know, we don't all go to the next one, but we all do, after this, split off and go into different places. But for now, for the five weeks that we operate in in Brevard, we're we're a community, we're a family, we're a town. So people are walking into an actual functioning village. And that's really cool, right? Like everybody is fulfilling a purpose. We're all working together. And, you know, you see there's a camaraderie there, especially at this fair more than most fairs that I've done. There's a real closeness. We've really curated a a very family-like sort of environment for our entertainers and and our vendors. So I think that when you walk in, you feel that first. You're like, oh, wow, this this feels like an actual village because it is. And I think that one of the things in America, we don't really have, I think one of the things that we crave is, is walkable spaces, right? Where you can shop and you can be entertained and you can go out with your friends and, and get a few drinks. 
drinks or get something to eat. So that also kind of recreates that sort of European walkable area, that downtown area that, that I think that we naturally crave to socialize and to explore and to, you know, and, and to be communal. If people want to come and check out the Renaissance Festival, where can they get information? Where can they buy tickets? Sure, yeah. So you can go to our website, which is BrevardRenaissanceFair.com, or you can go to our Facebook, Brevard Renaissance Fair, or our Instagram, and you can get all the information you need right there. We uh, sell tickets online. We also sell uh, two-day passes, season passes. Uh, we also have a bunch of different special events that you can purchase admission to. We have a pub crawl. We have a beer tasting event, which they sound like they'd be the same thing, but one's for kind of drunkenly stumbling through the fair, and the other is for tasting fancy beers and talking about the palate. Mm. <laughs> Very different. Very different experiences, but both worth uh, attending. We also have, a, we sell a wristband for kids to buy that let them ride as many rides and play as many games as they want to. We have axe throwing, archery, knife throwing, star throwing, things like that. This sounds like an all-ages event. You can bring grandma, you can bring the kids, and everybody can have um, a lot of fun. If you've never been before, come. You should absolutely come out. It's one of the last great pieces of outdoor theater that you're going to experience in this day and age. You have so many people getting together to present something really unique and special. And you shouldn't miss that. And, you know, and for at least this year, we're here. We're ready to entertain you. We want to be something that is generational for your family, where you go with your parents and then you go with your kids and then you go with your grandkids and you come every year and you see how we grow and evolve. And we're, we're in it for the long term. You know, and we hope that you are too. Andrew Mead, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you for having me. That was Brevard Renaissance Fair's Andrew Mead. You can find more information at brevardrenaissancefair.com. I'm Talia Blake, in for Nicole Darden-Creston. Thanks for listening.